0: Welcome to the CompTIA BizTech Podcast, where we talk with industry leaders across our communities and councils to discuss business challenges, opportunities, and strategies for success.
1: Hello, and welcome to the CompTIA BizTech Podcast Series brought to you by your CompTIA Business and Technology Communities Worldwide. My name is Gary Bixler, Vice President of Member Communities at CompTIA, and I'm excited to be your host uh, for this podcast series where each week we bring you a new podcast around interesting topics related to the business of tech. Uh, As always, this week, our podcast is brought to you by one of our unique member communities from around the world, uh, our podcast today is brought to us by our UK community, that is ably led by Ms. Estelle Johannes. Uh, Estelle, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hi, Gary. Thank you for having me.
1: It's great to have you. I think this is our first time to get to do one of these, so I'm excited to to uh, kick this one off. Before we get into it, though, I want to remind our listeners. Uh, to help us out by subscribing to this podcast. You can even push pause right now on your player and go find that subscribe button and click that. That'll help us out and it'll help you make sure that you don't miss any of the great content content that we deliver uh, in this podcast. So um, Estelle, happy to have you on, on the podcast. We've got a great discussion today with a panel of experts, but before we get into that, uh, since this is the first time we've had a chance to talk, I'm sitting here in blazing hot austin texas at the end of summer turning into fall you know you are in lovely beautiful scotland uh tell us about kind of how the fall is going and what are you excited about as we kind of transition from summer into fall
2: well yes i am in lovely scotland um it seems summer has forgotten scotland this year um anything can happen in 2020 right but uh yeah it's um when the sun comes out, we take advantage of it. So every time we get really good weather, we make sure that uh, we are out and about. So yeah, it's, uh, it makes us appreciate the good weather.
1: Yeah, are you getting to um, anticipate with kind of all the COVID nonsense, uh, is there a return to some sense of normalcy as fall approaches? Yeah, so
2: we were excited when the schools were open because I imagined I would have uh, more than 24 hours in my day because when COVID hit, it was like, oh, you know, I don't have that much time to do things with homeschooling and work. Um, And then when the kids went back to school, it was uh, um, my thinking was that I would be able to accomplish so many things, learn a new language and, you know, all sorts of things. Um, but the, the harsh reality is that we still, um, you know, uh, we still only have 24 hours in the day. But um, now that we are a couple of weeks in with schools um, back, uh, we do see a rise in the numbers. We we haven't seen a rise in the deaths, so, though, which is positive. I think maybe my, uh, my theory behind it is um, that uh, perhaps we are... You know, being exposed to the virus, we are you know getting over it. Uh, We can build up our immune system. This is me just fingers crossed and hoping because I'm about done with COVID. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think you're a member of a very large club there. Um, So we're all about done with it. But it's it's a good transition into the topic that we're going to talk about uh, today on your podcast. We're going to be talking about kind of the how some of the leading MSPs in the UK are dealing with this phase that we're in around COVID. So just say a few words about this uh, podcast that we're about to listen to.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We are so excited because we have three very very well established um, MSPs. Um, Our topic that we went with was business phase, living with COVID, right? Because we have to live with it. We can't avoid it. Um, And we have um, our, as I said, very established MSPs, Mark Williams from Pensaw, Melissa Rambridge of uh, Sweethaven Limited and Stephen Tatecott of uh, Tyneso. And they really talk about um, what it's like, what the transition was like to move um, and work from home, um, to stay connected. Um, one of the things that was also really interesting, um, not giving too much away, was um, people were asking about the impact of performance management and also um, mental health of employees. So um, you know there was yeah. there's a lot of good stuff in that podcast.
1: Yeah, those are great topics, and certainly I know top of mind for many of our uh, members and listeners. So, uh, with that short introduction, Estelle, I guess let's kick it off and listen in to the podcast. Thanks.
2: We are going to get going right into uh, the good stuff, right? So I'm very pleased. Um, to welcome Melissa, Stephen, and Mark. These are panelists that are going to be talking to us about lessons learned um, and talking about the new normal. And so I, um, because of the time that we have, I would like um, Melissa and then Stephen and then Mark uh, to do a short introduction. Um, and then uh, if you guys could talk, just give us a, a one, uh, you know, one or two liners introduction about who you are, where you're from, and then also Talk to us a little bit about what you thought things were going to be like in the start of lockdown, and and kind of what the reality of that is right now. So I'll give you guys a, a, a few minutes just to introduce yourselves to people. Um, take it away over to you, Melissa.
3: Great, thank you, Estelle. Um, hello, good afternoon, everyone. Um, lovely to be here. Thank you for the invite. Um, As I said, I'm CEO of Sweethaven. I also sit on the board for Network Group as commercial director. Um, Sweethaven is an MSP based in Surrey and we're active in both B2B and education market space. A little bit of background in terms of who I am. I've just inherited the business, a 40 year old business from my father and my grandfather. And that happened just before the pandemic hit. Uh, So nice, um, stress-free transition. Um, over the last three months Um, and and lots of lessons learned very very quickly. Um, What did I think it was going to be like versus what the reality was? Um, I think the the, the biggest thing for me really has has been I always knew communication was going to be important um, and and keeping the troops uh, knowledgeable about the decisions that were being made. Um, I wasn't anticipating um, it being quite such a challenge to make sure that we're all brought in firstly at senior leadership level and then cascading that messaging throughout the company um, and keeping that going even in times when you're not quite sure as to what the best next step is yourself um, never mind communication around that next step to to the rest of the, the company once you've debated it out with your senior leadership team and, and moved it forward so um, that, that's been the biggest challenge i'd say and one that we've uh, gradually worked through over the last three months
2: Excellent. Thanks
4: so much, Melissa. Over to you, Stephen. So I'm Stephen Tertjot. I live in uh, Belgium in around Brussels. Um, I run MSP for 15 years. We focus on mid-market, specialize on the banking sector. So um, we have a very uh, tight focus on security. Um, And yeah, so uh, COVID, yeah, it it started out that we thought, ah, this is going to... It's gonna blow over, you know. We'll be in the office really soon again. But we see that it it has really changed the way people look at the business. They 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 don't want traffic jams anymore. So we think this is it's a new world. It's, it's a ch- changed world with different um, things we have to secure, a different way of working. Um, so we are um, hit by by the, by the in, in our business, of course, we're hit by it. Um, but we also see lots of opportunities in the longer term. Um, or we can um, can help the community and help the businesses to to be stronger and to work more agile. Fantastic, Stephen.
2: Thank
0: you. And over to you, Mark. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Um, Mark Williams, uh, Pensar in London. I've uh, been in business twenty four years. I know a lot of you on the call. So, hi, everybody. I wish I was sharing a beer with you all in uh, in Birmingham, um, but sadly not um yeah it, I thought it was going to be shorter lived actually initially um so here we are what three months later <laughs> and we're still working at home uh, and I know a lot of you guys are uh, certainly all our clients or very very few of them have gone back into their offices so as uh, as Steven said it's a chance to sort of pivot the business a bit you know is um we've been looking at what, I mean, the phrase new normal is overdone now, obviously, but, um, you know, what do we need to be able to offer to our clients going forward? And are we in the right markets as well? We were very much focused on, uh, marketing agencies, specifically marketing agencies that ran events and events, as we all know, aren't happening at the moment. So those companies have been badly hit. Um, so one thing that we've done is taken the sort of, if you like the specialization bit off our website and appealed to a more general audience. For the moment, at least, anyway, and we'll we'll see how that goes.
2: Fantastic, thank you, Mark. And um, just staying with you, Mark, um, we spoke about we've had many conversations uh, with with uh, um, Melissa and Stephen about exactly that, right? Um, you know, the the new normal, right? So, um, home working, you know, after COVID and and the new normal and the impact of that. Um, what are the things that you see? that you are doing with your staff. Um, I know that uh, you shared a great survey with us. So I'd love for you to just kind of go into why the survey and, and what what kind of information you get from that and how that helps you navigate with, um, you know, really just supporting your staff.
0: So I have to say the, um, the, the, the team have really stepped up. They've been brilliant. Um, you know, it was, we took the decision a week before um, Boris told everybody to go and do it. Um, and it was the best thing we ever did because it, ma- it meant that we could get our staff um, set up at home and ready to support um, people, as I'm sure a lot of you guys that run the MSPs, you MSPs, know, we had sort of two or three manic weeks uh, when we had to move all our clients to working from home. Um, so that went really well for us. Um, we do a daily huddle. Again, I'm sure a lot of you do this. We do a daily huddle at 9 a.m. So we see each other, albeit online, um, every day. Uh, we have a weekly quiz on a Thursday evening. And we have other sporadic things th- uh, dotted throughout the week. And the team has stepped up really well. Um, we had to, unfortunately, furlough a bunch of people. They're still furloughed. Um, so we're a much smaller team than we were but the team have really worked, uh, worked their, their socks off, and it's been great. The consensus is, I mean, we're based in central London, so it's maybe a bit different if you're based out in the country and you can drive to work. We don't. Everybody uses public transport. So all my team use public transport normally. They don't want to. None of our clients want to use public transport. So none of our clients are coming into London, and none of them are opening offices currently. Um, most of them are telling us that they're not even going to consider it until September. Um, in terms of the way that affects us, well, the lease on our office is up at the end of this year anyway, and we definitely won't renew it, and what we do go into will be a lot smaller um, going forward. Most of the team are very happy working from home, so much so that um, if they want to take a desk and chair and monitors from the office, then it, they're open for it, you know, um, because we won't need the stuff going forward. So, it is a big shift, um, but I see it largely positively from our perspective. Um, Clients, um, you know, we're now, as I'm sure a lot of people are, paying more attention to the security aspect of of working from home. Everyone sort of did it in a rush, and most people have coped okay, but there are certainly holes from a cybersecurity point of view that we're now having to try and uh, catch up with to a certain degree. And it's a re education process for clients. and that's that's a that's a mission, but we'll get there.
2: Stephen, I see you are nodding away over yeah. the um, yeah. Give us a bit of uh, insight on what you see with your employees at the moment, the adjustment, what you've learned from that, and uh, so we we were already
4: uh, we already had before COVID. We were already working in the office for two days a week, so we were already on a three-day home working system. Um, they all had monitors and dockings and. They were fully equipped at home. Um, so for us, it was kind of a natural flow um, to work from home. It's nothing special. They just missed the Friday drinks, which we then replaced with the video and, and a quiz, like, like Mark did. So we, we did a bit of the same thing. Um, and we saw that our customers that, um, we told our customers the way that we worked, and they were still doubtful before COVID. Of, like, yeah, will this work? Will my staff enjoy this? And apparently everybody that I speak to um kind of likes working from home. I mean they do we we in Belgium we can go to the office back again, so um, we usually go in one day now, um, just have some social contact in real person um, but generally, people are more productive, they don't lose time in traffic, um, they can go and put their kids at school and get their kids from school in time. Um, so it, it's, it's an advanced, it's a better quality of life they've got, um, although there's a lot of negative on COVID, um, business going last and people getting ill, but on the positive side, um, I think this change has been made and it'll, it'll stay there because people like it. Um, the, the senseless commute is a bit. Now everybody sees it; it's senseless. Mm. Um,
2: Definitely, be reduced for sure when uh, yeah. things open up again. And it's great to to get your perspective as well because you guys are a little bit ahead with the um, easing of lockdown and things like that. Um, and and over to you, Melissa. So just wanted to get your your input on um, you know d- the staff, the morale, what what's changed, and I'm sure it would be interesting. <laughs> To um, you know, talk to your dad, right, about how things are going on and what the, the big differences are.
3: Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, it, I think from from Sweet Haven staff, Sweet Haven team point of view, it, it's been a big old roller coaster, um, and everyone has been on different highs and different lows of that roller coaster at different times. Um, in terms of the team and their, their preference for remote working versus office working, it, it's been a true split down the middle. I think some people are feeling like they're really productive and really enjoying working from home and the flexibility around lifestyle that, that gives them a little bit. Um, and, and there are others that have really quite suffered with, with mental health issues and, and being stuck in their bedroom. For example, we've got a lot of young apprentices who are stuck at home with the parents um, in, in their bedrooms, working and, and can't wait to get back into the office. So we've now moved, um, we, we've uh, applied all the social distancing rules to the office space and, and are now giving people the option um, of coming in and working on the team A, team B rotation um, on alternating weeks, if you like. Um, yes, working in a family business has also been a roller coaster at this time um, uh, and, and a transition point. Um, for those that don't know, I'm also pregnant, so the full, the full round in there. <laughs> um, so so um, when I was talking about um, conflicting views at SLT, obviously, but there's a number of strong characters in that um, and handling... Um, different people's views around what should be the next step um, when combined with the stress of lockdown situation um, and, and the, the mental pressure that causes too, that has really been a big challenge. And one that, to be honest, the, the thing that I've learned the most about this is that the way to get through it is to maintain as much as possible of the previous structure that we had before. Um, so we are big advocates of the traction model at Sweet Haven, um, the OS model. So. We have uh, the weekly level 10 team meetings with each department and the SLT level. Um, and then the monthly one-to-ones that feed into the quarterly rocks, etc. And the sooner that we got those back online and we were putting a format and a structure around people's thoughts and feelings and thinkings, as well as remaining outcome-focused, the better overall to try and normalize the situation as much as you can normalize what is um, globally um, an unprecedented situation, so to speak.
2: Absolutely. And Melissa, you mentioned mental health, right? I mean, you know, none of us are mental health experts, um, but we've all been very much faced with that um, in our own lives with, you know, with staff um, in, uh, you know, and also having to deal with that remotely. Um, How are you finding that kind of uh, support that you need to provide for for your your business?
3: Yeah, I think, again, it's difficult to begin with when you you can't talk to people and, and monitor their reaction and their body language in the same way that you normally, that you normally would do. Um, and we've got such a varying age group that, um, often the, the, well, this is a, a sweeping generalization, but the, the younger generation, I think have found it have found it harder because of the living situation being locked in the, the rooms and, and so forth. Um, I think that going back around to that structure point of view, that making sure that we did go back to the traction structure as soon as possible and had that one to one time, um, in, in terms of the monthly one-to-one meetings and then if we were spotting an issue and um, bringing that into weekly meetings or even daily check-ins where need be um, has, has really helped to identify issues early and then to talk through them um, we've also done now uh, we have a weekly drop-in session where anyone can just drop in and talk to each other it's kind of like in a, a team's coffee room um, virtual staff room so that people can just drop in and, and and just talk if they want to just talk like you would do in a in the kitchen while she's making coffee, um, to try and provide a little bit of that normality back in as well.
2: Fantastic, Melissa. Thank you, Stephen. Um, are they are there some nifty things that you're looking at um with regards to you know combating the you know any kind of stress that people are, are feeling? Um, and and have you had to you know dive deeper into mental health issues? What have you learned and and, and what, what are you doing to support your
4: guys? So, so we have our um, weekly um, fun call. Um, we have our buy daily, so once every two days. Um, we have uh, a group call of half an hour, which is uh, just amongst us uh, without discussing the business. Uh, how are you feeling? What are you doing? Um, how do you get yourself pumped up to go to work? I mean, get from your bed. Two meters further, you're behind your PC. It's a bit different than um, getting dressed driving to work. You got to get into that work state. Um, we talk with people and, and it's also different because my kids run around in the house and they, they come and join the video conference. Like you they, they pop in, you see little heads popping in. So the, the seriousness out of a business is, it's a bit more familiar now. Um, we're all talking to each other as humans where we used to be boss and Employee and let's have a session about how you're functioning. Now it's more on a human level because um, the the normal humanity is not there. It's it's through a screen, it's through a computer. So um, we're all a bit leveled to the same level, and we're all just humans trying to cope with it. And that's what we try to uh, to tell to our employees. It's it's not a shame that your kids run around. It's not a problem that your wife is cooking behind you. It, it's not unprofessional. You're just working at home. You're trying. To do you this in this situation, and we appreciate that, and um, we'll appreciate that in the future as well that you're still doing this for us. Um, so we we try to get more humanity in, into our into our business and just be people uh, talking to each other instead of, you know, army hierarchy mm. of colonel uh, and and higher up. Um, that's a bit done. Uh, I think mm. uh, that's also due to to COVID.
2: Absolutely, people are way more. Vulnerable with each other, right? Yeah. Um, even though we are distant, um, we get to see our homes and you know the kids and the dog and the you know the mascot whoever they are. Um, so you really get to know people um, on a on a deeper level. Um, and uh, and and Mark, you've you've got uh, Rachel, right? She's your she's your ace, right? That that helps uh, your staff with all the health and well-being, um, could you share some some insights to what you do around health and well-being and, and mental health specifically?
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, like like the others, really. It's um, the 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 daily huddle is a good way of. I know you can't have the real face to face, but you can sort of tell whether someone's maybe a bit down or a bit off that morning. And I'll always do a personal follow up uh, with anybody that displays any sort of signs of being generally down, pissed off about something, whatever it may be, you know? And they appreciate that. At the start of the lockdown when, you know, grocery shopping was difficult for a lot of people, you know, we obviously displayed um, flexibility and just said to people listen, just go out and do what you need to do. Don't worry about working your nine till five. Just, I'm sure you'll put the work in later on. And of course they did. And everyone appreciated that, that flexibility. The communication is absolutely key. So, um, I sort of upped my game on, a, on communication in terms of sharing a lot more than maybe I would normally share with my team and, and, and really, you know, highlighting the true situation that it was an unknown thing or it still is largely an unknown thing and we didn't know how the business was going to end up, how it still will end up. We didn't know what the impact would be, but we shared as much as we possibly could find out and, and, and possibly know. Um so that was that was really appreciated by the team. Um, as I said, we do the weekly quiz and then whoever wants to hang on after that, um, they just hang out together and they have beers and they play games online and generally shoot the breeze. And I know that some of those sessions have gone in, into the small hours of the morning and it's been it's been great for them as a as a release mechanism. Um some of the guys are um suffering working from home, like Melissa said, some of the younger guys maybe they're working uh, out of their bedroom and they've got family around and so forth and it's uh, it's it, it's sort of awkward for them. Um, only in the last week actually we've managed to do a couple of bits of on-site work and normally you have to sort of ask people nicely but they, well, they were volunteering. <laughs> they wanted to get out and uh, actually funny enough uh, we had a new starter that joined the week before lockdown. And whilst he'd met everybody on uh, teams, he'd never met anybody face-to-face. So it was an opportunity for him to meet a couple of colleagues on site, do a job on site, face-to-face, and it was fantastic. And, you know, they went off afterwards and uh, and got a drink or takeaway coffee or whatever it was and uh, got to know each other. So that's we're trying to encourage that as much as possible as well. So there's lots of little strands, and I just think you've got to keep your eye on people.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see. And, and like you mentioned, uh, you know, we maybe thought this was short lived, and we were at home for longer. So we're not building those relationships. So the the, the divide, you know, of those uh, uh, relationships that you build might become more apparent in the months to come. Um, and you see how people uh, sort of negotiate that and, and how they overcome that and think of, of ways to overcome that. Um in the other conversations we had, I remember, Stephen, you were saying that, you know, you'd normally jump on a plane, you'd go to a big conference, and you'd pick up a couple of nuggets, right? So, um, you know, uh, give us give us sort of your insight and to think about, um, what are you thinking about virtual calls now, about getting that information, and and what's your kind of thoughts on that uh, future travel?
4: Well, it's, it's, it's much more productive to go online uh, than... To go to the US for two weeks for a whole week and it's, it's a lot cheaper as well um, so yeah I'm going into my first three-day conference uh, next week um, which is totally virtual um, I think it's a bit long uh, it, it you will get a bit of zoom board in the end of that uh, of, of those sessions um, I think it'll be a lot less travel um, it's a bit the, the bummers, the downside of it is is that we don't network that much. So I like um, going to events to network with people, with peers, and that's quite difficult online. So you you get the information from the vendors online, you get all that interaction with your account managers, uh, but talking to peers is somewhat difficult. So for that reason, I hope it comes back. Um, I will, however, travel less in the future. I think everybody in the business will just pick one or two, conferences abroad and go to that one instead of four and then just do the other ones online um i think the the the, the sca- being scared of going online um that you won't get the, the right information that's gone as well so i'll do probably more uh trainings uh than before but a larger percentage of those will be online mm. um and i hope the the, the human factor the, the peer networking um will not suffer too much So that's why i'm also in network group um so I I hope those events will, will be able to do, to come back uh, soon.
2: Nice segue over to you, Melissa.
3: Yes. <laughs> In terms of um the, the the lack of travel at the moment, um well how do I put it? I'd love a drink <laughs> with people, with peers. <laughs> not possible on, on numerous levels. Um, but like, like Stephen says, I, I do miss that. But from from a from a business leader perspective, um, there's nothing quite like it really in terms of the camaraderie and, and what you learn from, from peer to peer, whether that be around the bar or around the table, um, talking to each other. And I, I, I'm not sure how you quite compensate for that over digital format. I'm, I'm not sure there is um, a, a way of compensating for it, but um, huddles like this are good, team meetings like this are, are fantastic. And um, uh, I welcome any ideas that keep motivation levels up when you're doing things like this. But I think if a, if a Zoom call goes well, or a Teams call goes well with the, the gang and, and they come off feeling energized and it does have a positive impact on their day, but make, hitting that motivation factor right, and then not just feeling like it's another another video call, um, mm-hmm. Another session is is a difficult one to strike on a on a longer term basis, as we go. Yeah,
2: absolutely, and I think that um, I think it's a good thing that there is no way that you can replicate a face to face engagement, right? And, and I think that's why we will go back to some kind of a hybrid approach, but um, be very selective in the, you know, in, when we do get on a plane, right? And, and really weigh up the pros and the cons and, and say, is this really worth my time? Do I get all the things that I need out of that? Um, and then what can I get online now? Because uh, Stephen to your point, I think we yeah. did not really think about the quality of information we would get online, right? Um, so, so, so all we'll, we'll the linings on these. So we get um, our our knowledge actually gets more expansive. We can get more information um, in quicker time. Um, so, so that's all good stuff. Um, Mark, I'm leaving the travels for for.
0: <laughs> well, believe it or not, I'd already committed to traveling less this year before the lockdown started. Oh so.
2: wow! <laughs> I don't believe that. And. Uh,
0: <laughs> You know most of my friends know that i like a good conference but um so yeah you know i i, I do miss that aspect and as the others have said it's that's you're never going to replicate that um you know i think a lot of us uh, have picked up some really useful stuff on, on 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 zoom and teams and uh i certainly kind of pitched into a lot of them to begin with i'm now much more selective about the ones that i do attend um i think a lot of us are suffering from a bit of uh, zoom burnout as well now um and I think, Estelle, credit to you guys, I think having a two-hour session rather than all day on Zoom is a good way to go. You know, give people concentrated periods of quality. Um, don't make them sit in front of a, a screen for, a, you know, a, an eight-hour session. It's just not going to work. I'm going to be interested to listen to um, Isabel's talk about, you know, how to better project yourself on these sort of things, you know? Um, some people do it very, very well and some people have got still got a lot to learn. So uh, you know, hopefully some useful tips that uh, Isabel's gonna give us there.
2: I don't want to give it away, but I think Isabel's gonna have an example of somebody that did it really wrong and you go, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very interesting when you when you can get it really wrong. Um but uh, yeah Mark, no, absolutely. Um zoom fatigue is definitely something, right, that people have. Um I see the 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 amount of information out there as um, you know we should we should we should look at it as a menu right and go à la carte and go like I can pick and choose from so many things instead of going oh I have to go to absolutely everything so um, at least we're in the driving seat where we can choose um, you know what quality events we want to go to so um, you know after that again. Um, because yeah, everyone's jumping on the, on the bandwagon right to get these video calls out. So, um, of course with Comtea UK community meetings, it's all good quality stuff, right? So really, uh, you know, <laughs> you can get the best. Um, so, I uh, just wanted to open it up again to everyone. If you have any questions, please raise your hand or put something in the comment section. We'd love to hear from you if it takes a beer or two to loosen you up at the end when you want to ask questions and you're brave to then go on video Um, then that's fine you can leave your questions till the end but I do want to um, if you do have questions do let us know and um, we'll engage with our panelists um, but I do have one more that I'd like you guys to weigh in on here um, which is um, the future right like so some people are saying that there might be multiple lockdowns um, and so To kind of plan for the unknown, Um, I know that we had some uh, people talking about, well, we should invest in certain technologies or we should train our clients to adopt certain technologies so that they can be more efficient, but they might not be, they might be a bit reluctant because they're going, well, how long is this going to last? Do I have to actually put so much cash into it if I can just Put a plaster on it for a little while and then maybe things go back to normal um, what are you guys hearing out there um, I'm gonna kick it off with uh, Stephen
1: okay
4: so yeah we, we went the all-in way so uh, we lost some customers and we had some customers going smaller so we, we lose revenue um, so we we went out and find to find as much cash as we could and we started up uh, building uh, a funnel for uh, Q2, q two q three q four of as much as possible new customers that we can find um, to get interested in our security solutions. so we doubled down on getting into digital uh, security uh, for homeworking. Uh We spent extra money on on, um, on marketing and, and sales just to be to survive this I mean it might go two ways: I might go bust. If if it doesn't work, but it might just go well, and then we we survive this. I think you have to choose either to do get really small and 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 hide, or be go big and and just use this crisis um, to get as much as new new business as possible. I mean, it, it will happen. People will need to transition to home working. They will need to secure it. Um, so that's what we're betting on, that they eventually they'll do it and they'll, they'll get the money. So even our end customers will get the money to do it because they'll, like Mark said, they'll go to a smaller office, they'll have less fuel, uh, to, to, to money to go to fuel, money to go to cars. Um, so that money will come to, to IT, uh, to technology um, and we'll need to secure it. So that's what we are betting on. Um, I think you can speak to me in a year to see whether it was good, better or bad, but (laughs) can't tell that now.
2: Excellent. Thank you, Stephen. Um, Melissa, before I go to you, uh, we did actually have a question come through. We can see our audience is techie, right? They say your audio is so fantastically clear, Uh. uh,
3: (laughs) uh, but no visible headset. So what's your secret? No, I think that's just my loud voice. I just have my trusty Fujitsu laptop. That wasn't a plug for Fujitsu in any way. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, just, just,
2: just my laptop. No no additional. And a beautifully clear voice that projects. And there my best
3: go. speaking voice. <laughs> there you go, my best debating voice. <laughs>
2: Fantastic. Um, so, um, and, then, and then interjecting with the, with the um, you know, um, what, what will the future hold with, uh, you know,
3: Yeah, yeah. So um, a really interesting one. I think we're still figuring it out is the honest answer. But one thing's for sure, we've always been quite evenly balanced education and B2B marketplaces. Um, For us, for sure, the opportunity at the moment is in public sector. And I think um, when economists have done their their analysis across the board, um, public sector is is, is still doing okay by way of expenditure, obviously, because they're on planned budgets. Um, So for us at the moment, there's a big focus on um, grabbing those government-led opportunities um, and for us in the education sector to really making sure that we shift our offering in line with what the education sector is doing, i.e. blended learning. Um, So you'll have seen in the news it's partial return back to schools. Um, So how do you do that? How do you make sure there's consistency from a student going in and learning face-to-face with the teacher um, to the next week working from home and having to work via um, Google Meet or Teams? accordingly so we're really having to adjust our entire business model to to adapt to those opportunities but we know that that's that's what we can grab at the moment um and then the b2b side is more flexible so um our prime spot is is your sme client i think probably for lots of people here um you're kind of 30 to 50 user msp and we have seen that shrink and contract um and they're still unsure in terms of how their business is going to scale up or in what fashion. We we go across a spread of verticals. We we haven't quite got our our target verticals down yet. So um, that's at the moment a very much a question of, we're speaking to our clients more than ever, which is only a good thing, I suppose, but um, week on week, month on month, just understanding what their plans are and having to adapt as we go along, really on on that front. But uh, yeah, for for us, the the big opportunity at the moment is public sector and making sure that we're encompassing blended learning or um, home and on-site working within the overall package of support that we're providing.
2: Brilliant, thank you. Um, and Mark, will have it over to you to kind of take us home for the panel.
0: Uh, yeah, what are we seeing? Um, oh, uh, clients that have on-site servers will no longer have on-site servers very soon. In fact, we're, a, we're in the midst of three current migrations from on-site to a mix of Azure and, and Pure365. Uh, and they are happening between now and the end of the month um in terms of like melissa it's interesting public sector that 's something maybe we we need to look at we have we' previously um steered completely clear of that, but with the fixed budgets it's maybe more interesting you know, and as I said earlier with our specializations that we had we sort of had to move away um but you really don't know what sector's going to get hit next um you know you don't know necessarily. Who your clients clients are um, so it's very difficult to judge it in, entirely we had one with we're, we're, we're down about 25% on our monthly recurring revenue part of our business uh, where people have downsized um, laid people off we had a client this week that's in the care home business and you know they've literally gone from 80 people to 15 so they've laid off all those people just this week or in the process of laying them off, you know? So, um, you know, I'm sure other people have had similar experiences. Um, where do you, where do you, where do you put your money? <laughs> and it's very difficult to, to judge and all you can do is keep communicating with the clients that you have in the same way as we're over communicating with our teams. We need to over communicate with our clients and, um, you know, stay on terms. Hopefully the clients will survive. And they'll be in a better position. And they, if you have displayed loyalty to them, they should, um, you know, stay loyal to you. And we'll all come out of it. It will look very different. And mo- more and more people will be working from home, and we'll have to, you know, adjust our offering to that, which is something we're working on at the moment. Stephen highlighted the security aspect, which we all know about. So that's a, that's a big opportunity for most MSPs. So not all glo- doom and gloom. Um, there's opportunities that exist out there.
2: Absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you, Mark. Um, Appreciate you uh, finishing up on the positive note.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the CompTIA BizTech podcast. For more information on CompTIA membership, communities, and councils, visit comptia.org slash membership. If you enjoyed this podcast, the greatest compliment you can give us is subscribing, sharing, and liking the broadcast.